Welcome to the podcast, Intuition Speaks with Tia Marie. I'm so excited that you guys decided to join me today for another episode. This is a podcast about spiritual well-being, growth, and development, and just becoming the best version of you that you could possibly be. I am Tia Marie, an Akashic reader, shamanic healer, and overall intuition specialist, here to help you on your own personal spiritual journey by sharing my own experiences as I grow and develop with you guys. Welcome to this week's episode on Intuition Speaks. I am Tia Marie and I'm so excited to have you here. We are talking all about experimenting with life and what better way for me to share this than to talk a little bit about one of my recent experiments. I did post about this on and off on social media for a few days here and there, but it was something I was really just trying to personally just play around with and see what would happen. I didn't really have any deep expectations, but I was really pleasantly surprised by the outcome. So before we get into what exactly my experiment was, I just want to talk a little bit about myself and my human design. I'm talking, of course, about the general tropical design that most people discover when they go on my Jovian archive or on genetic matrix when they look up their human design profile. This is like the baseline one that I would go with anyways, and then eventually incorporating all the different layers. But I am, for those of you who don't know me or didn't listen to my previous season on the podcast, I am a 1-3 generator in my human design. So that just basically means that I'm the investigative martyr. That's the 1-3. It's generally in my nature to be extremely inquisitive and want to have all this knowledge about different things. I get really drawn into and sort of like borderline obsessed with learning things and trying to figure out how to incorporate them into my life and I go into these like really deep periods of just like pulling up as much resource information and learning as I possibly can and it can get a little bit frustrating because there's not really a lot of doing in this phase and that's that one part of my profile of the one three that's that investigative I have to know before I can do and I'll never know enough before I can do it kind of energy that comes through with that the three part is that part that is sort of in the subconscious that you don't really entirely have that awareness of, but it's always just like running there in the background pattern. And that is the martyr. That is the trial and error, the person who fails and tries again and fails and tries again and just keeps trying until eventually you get it right. So with being a generator to add in 
to this wonderful mix of flavors, I'm someone who is opposed to respond to life. So if you were to like combine all of these things together, I have the energy to investigate and try and error on the things that come up in my life in response to those things. So that can look like someone saying something to me and being taken as like a personal challenge. It could be a situation that I'm living through currently. Anything that creates a yes or no response in me is that thing that I'm going to try to expand on my knowledge and then expand on my experience. So everything for me and my personal being is about learning absorbing as much information, expanding on that information by trying and erring because a lot of times I do take in information and I question everything that I'm taking in. I'm like, yeah, but what about this or what about that? What are these different variables to this situation that maybe are not quite being expanded on or explained on? And then I just generally have a tendency to respond to life and try and error. And I fail a lot. It is what it is. But I've learned in time that by overcoming the fear of failure, because I still it still comes up no matter what I'm doing or... You know, even if I'm aware, you know, that the failure is a part of the process, a part of the learning, I still have this anxiety that often comes up in me that says like, oh, failure is a bad thing and that people are going to judge you and that, you know, all of this somehow is so much more important than the experience itself, that fear of actually failing the experience. But I've really learned that it's okay to fail and it's taken me a long time to get to the space and there's times I still need to remind myself that like, yes, this failure is actually part of the process and the less I'm afraid to fail, (laughs) the less often I'm finding that I'm actually failing. The failure comes more often when I'm afraid to fail and then I don't necessarily respond in full to the situation and I'm just kind of like holding myself back from really dabbling or really experimenting or really just getting my hands in and dirty and like messing around with things. That is when the failure most often comes is when I'm not willing to to put the energy work into really seeing what's going to come out of things. I try now to invite failure as a gift to knowledge rather than looking it in the face as something that is a reflection of myself and me doing something poorly. It's literally just me gaining a knowledge that okay, this does work or that doesn't work. And just because I'm the one experiencing the failure doesn't mean that I am the failure. The failure comes when I'm not willing to see what happens. That is the true failure. The failure is just an expansion of my knowledge. And if I can't expand my knowledge, then that's when I'm failing myself and that's when I'm failing others. For the last couple weeks, it had bothered me about a review that I read about my podcast on some 
absolute asinine random platform that I have it on. I don't even remember the platform, but it's one that like less than 1% of people actually listen to this thing on, but I let it bother me. And it was just about how they were sick of hearing about my experience in my life. And I'm going to put this disclaimer out there quite frequently now because it's something that I've realized that like my value is my failures is my experience, is my success. That is the value of this podcast that I'm sharing with you. And if you can't get that out of this, then maybe this is not your podcast. And I'm okay with that, but I know that there are plenty of other people who are one threes or have a three or a one in their profile type, and they really love absorbing knowledge and absorbing other people's experiments and just figuring out things for themselves and maybe having somebody else who's a little more daring than they just are at that moment saying like, hey, look, this is where I fucked up. This is where I could do better. And like maybe when you run your experiment, you have this knowledge behind you so that you don't have to face the same failure I did. And maybe you'll do a little bit better or you'll fail in a different way and you'll learn more you know, knowledge that you can expand on in that moment in time. So that's where I am today. If you don't want to hear my experience and you don't want to hear my experimentation with life, energy, any of this, then that's fine. This is not for you. However, I want to get into my actual experiment, my latest experiment. It's kind of dwindling down. It's still something that I think the experiment now is changing a little bit. I said, okay, well, I got this to work. I figured this out and this is an experiment that I think I've been working on for quite a long time in my life and finally having the opportunity to respond to the situation and get it right. I'm like, holy, holy crap. I'm in like this amazing space. Like, let's see what else I can do with this. So my latest experiment came when I was feeling kind of down about myself Um, I've been working on my like body image and working on my health and working on my weight for such a long time now. I feel like I really like got myself to like a really good place health wise and weight wise when I was living by myself, being a single parent, doing all the things. And then I crashed with all the autoimmune stuff and it was just such a gradual thing that I put on all this weight and like all the health problems amplified. So it's just has been ongoing experimentation, ongoing failure, ongoing like retrial and error. Well, recently I like at the beginning of the summer had just like lost some weight and then I had regained some of it back and I was getting so frustrated and I couldn't understand what the hell I was doing that wasn't working for me. So my husband who very lovingly and out of the goodness of his heart, who's also a one three, but he has a defined head and a defined ajna. So life is just a little bit different for him than it is for me. Uh, Lovingly told me that maybe my problem is I'm eating too much ice cream. I don't know. Maybe you should just not ever tell a woman that the problem is the food she's eating because that really just, it took me the wrong way. And it gave me something though that was extremely powerful 
for me to respond to. Like I immediately took that and was like, uh, no, that is obviously not the problem. The problem is not the ice cream. Okay. I looked at him and I said, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to see if I can eat ice cream every single day and still lose weight because now you presented a challenge to me that, you know, for one, my ego was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, I am not giving up food that I love because I've done this game before. I've done like countless like disordered eating issues, all of that. I've done that. I've been there, lived those different layers of my life when I was younger and I'm not going back and I'm not going to restrict foods that I love when I already have to restrict a huge amount of different food groups like grains and things like that because of my autoimmune conditions that are in remission right now. So I was like, there's no way in hell. I'm not giving up ice cream. In fact, I'm going to raise you one and I'm going to eat ice cream every single day. There's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) It was basically like FEO. I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to prove you wrong. These are my most like favorite experiments when they're to like prove somebody else wrong. Because at this point, I don't really care if I fail because the outcome of me achieving that desired result from this experiment, like outweighs any potential failure. I was already in the failure and I wasn't eating ice cream every day. So I was like, whatever, I don't care. Like I'm gonna just do this and I'm gonna prove you wrong. So I decided that I was going to approach this on all sides. When I started, I was tracking calories. I was exercising so many times a day. I was actually over exercising. Um, I was like doing all the things that I thought I had to do in order to lose weight still and be able to eat the ice cream. And it did work. I lost like maybe one or two pounds doing it that way, but like, I immediately in my mind was like, "Mm, this really isn't the way that I want to do this. If I'm doing this, I want to do this in a way that feels really good. It shouldn't feel like I'm on this military restricted diet where I just like make room for the ice cream because I want to prove my husband wrong. Like it started out that way because I wasn't sure of how how else I could possibly go at this, right? So I was like exercising for 30 minutes in the morning. I was going for a walk on my lunch. I was coming home and exercising for another 20 to 30 minutes. I was spending like almost an hour to two hours every single day exercising. And I think if I took a day off, I was still walking a couple miles that day. So it wasn't even like I was really taking time off. I was just like constantly exercising. I was eating a reasonable amount of calories. So I was tracking calories. I was eating a reasonable amount of calories. It wasn't like I was depriving myself, but I just felt like there was so much effort going into this. And I was like, there has to be like an easier way. I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this if this is going to be hard. Like eating ice cream every day should feel fun. It shouldn't feel like a friggin' chore. So I was like, okay, how can I approach this differently where I haven't really approached this before? And I knew that 
there was an underlying factor to the weight gain that I was having that was related to my work, was related to my relationships, was related to my relationship with myself. All of these things that I like was consciously aware of, but never really working on, which is kind of funny for me because like, I'm like the first one to be there and to help you with your energy issues, but then, you know, completely in the abyss with my own. But okay, so I consciously made the effort to show up for myself energetically. I was doing some research online, trying to figure out, piece together what things were contributing to my weight gain that weren't necessarily food and exercise related because I had all of those things in the bag. I was doing all those things right, but I was still struggling here and there. So I wasn't really sure how things were, you know, like not working out. I had, you know, during the shutdowns, I had lost quite a few pounds because I like had absolutely no stress. I wasn't working. I felt amazing. And as soon as I went back to work, I noticed even though I was still doing the exercise and I was still doing the calorie restriction, I was gaining weight again. And it wasn't like I was just obsessively eating everything all the time. I had periods where I would emotionally eat, but I didn't consider them significantly enough to be something to put me off seeing as I was tracking them anyways. That's a whole nother story, but I was like, all right, so let's get my energy toolkit out based on this research that I've pulled together off of the internet from other people's experiences, from my own experiences in the past, from what I knew about what I was holding on to energetically. And I just started going down the list from there. I literally made a list in my notebook of all the potential things that it could possibly be. And I went through each and every single one. I could possibly go back and do this again. I think I will, um, just to see if anything changed, if things came up, vice versa. I went through each item that could be a potential weight trigger. And I muscle tested myself for each one, asking or making the statement like, this item is causing a resistance in my body losing the weight. And then I would test for yes or no response. And then I would make a note. I would move on through the list. I think I would do like a page to a two pages of the muscle testing. And then for all the things that I got a yes for, I would go back. I would do energy releasing. So I was using a combination of the emotion code and I was just going into the Akashic Records. I love the emotion code. Love, love, love it. If you haven't heard of it, I would definitely check it out. It's by Dr. Bradley Nelson. Uh, You can get his book. He has another book coming out, I believe, next year around this time. Um, But it's totally worth investing in. The only limitation that I find with the emotion code is that they want you to know every single emotion that you're releasing and they there's like a limitation to how many emotions that you can release at one time i do agree if you're starting out yeah know what you're releasing yeah know like 
you know, you shouldn't overdo it. I have that tendency though, that being the one three to say, hey, let's see what happens when I release 250 things at one time. And no, I don't know what they are, but I just know where they're related or where they're being stored or what they're affecting. And we'll see what happens. So yeah, that's not for everybody. I would start slowly, but I combined the two things with the emotion code and the Akashic records, and this allowed me to kind of open that pathway to do a quicker overall releasing. I think I went through maybe over 20 pages of things that I had listed out and written out and limiting beliefs and all these things, hidden energy, trapped emotions, entities, attachments. Like I went through everything I could think of, organ issues, uh, you know, emotional relationship issues, beliefs with, you know, myself, beliefs of my family members affecting me, like all of these things. I went down the list and I worked on every single one of them energetically. It was a lot. There were days where I didn't feel like doing it, so I didn't. And I noticed, like, I came to a point where, like, okay, I feel like I did enough. And at that point, that was when I think I decided I'm going to reprogram the idea that I need to count my calories and that I need to overexercise so I'm not going to. <laughs> I even went in and gradually reduced my set point weight. So if you don't know what set point weight is, it's like a biologically like set weight where your body feels the most comfortable at being. It's the weight that you go to every time you stopped dieting. And sometimes that weight can change over time. It can go up and it can go down. But oftentimes if you're a chronic dieter like myself or you know anyone else, you will have a tendency to have your set point weight change over time to be a higher and higher number. So I did energetically go in and I went very gradually. I could have just gone in and reprogrammed it immediately to the weight that I wanted it to be, but I found that if I did it slowly, the next time that I went in to check on it like a week or two later, it was already lower the next time that I did the muscle testing to see where it was at. And now it's sitting at exactly where I want it to be, even though my weight isn't where I want it to be yet. So by eating in a normal way, not overeating, not emotionally eating, not under eating, my body will just gradually go down to that weight now. And I just check in every couple weeks to see where it's at, to see if it's gone up or down. And it stayed pretty consistent at this point. So now after having the energy side of this experiment sort of in completion at that time period, I was able to move away from counting calories. I was away, you know, moving away from overexercising. I actually dislocated my hip, so that was like my body's way of being like, yeah, no, you're not exercising as much as you used to anymore. And I went back to just walking, using the sauna and like gentle stretching and yoga. And that's literally all I've been doing all summer. To my dismay, because, you know, mentally 
uh, my brain was like, uh, are you sure that's going to work? And I was like, yep, we're going to program it so that it does because we're doing it this way. So I noticed that with all of those factors out of my way, with all that energy being cleared, everything being rebalanced, I noticed I was focusing more on satisfying foods. I was picking foods that were healthier for me. I was picking foods that made me feel fuller longer. And I was actually enjoying them. They didn't feel like a chore, mostly because I wasn't picking foods that I didn't like. I was eating foods that I actually liked that were actually healthy for me. I know, what a weird concept, right? Eating healthy food that you actually like. But I think that there was this relief of pressure on myself because every day I knew I was going to get an ice cream, especially after work. So if I was having a moody day or I was just feeling cranky or people were bothering me that day, I would talk about ice cream like literally almost the last half of the entire day every day with my patients, with people at work. I'd be like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to try this flavor today. I'm going to get this after work. What's your favorite flavor? Like I talked about ice cream, I think almost every single day I was at work. Sometimes I would talk about it with my husband, but it had become a really sore subject because he was just so annoyed with me for like trying to disprove him. But I was like, whatever. And I, I just kept doing it every, every day anyways. So he'd be like, oh, are you going to get your ice cream? And I'm like, of course I am. Of course. I noticed that having this reward for myself at the end of the day every day I stopped emotionally eating. I set myself up for success because I knew exactly when my serotonin would drop and it was usually once I got home when I started making dinner. So it would be like maybe a 30 to 40 minute time period after I got home where my serotonin would just drop and then that ADHD like need to replace that serotonin would overtake me and I would just eat everything in sight and then I wouldn't even be hungry for dinner. I had many nights where this would happen and I just like would have tea for dinner and my son and my husband would be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, well, I got ravenous, so I ate the kitchen while I was making dinner. This wasn't happening to me anymore. I was timing it so that I was stopping on my way home from work or, you know, if I was out, I was doing it when it felt the most aligned to. And I was getting my ice cream and it solved that like problem for me almost immediately. Part of me was a little bit worried that I would become addicted to this that somehow if I didn't have that sugar rush at that time, it would cause an issue for me. But I just decided instead of making this a story for myself, I was just going to work on that energetically and change how I felt about it and change the story about it. So I did. So over the summer, without really trying, without tracking calories, without really exercising that much, I wound up losing 11 pounds eating ice cream every day. Now, I wasn't out to set the record for the fastest amount of weight lost, 
using energy healing, eating ice cream every day. Like that wasn't my intention and that wasn't my goal at all. I actually got to a point where I didn't really care if I was losing weight or not. I was feeling better about myself. I was feeling better about my body. I felt better. I enjoyed the food I was eating. I wasn't forcing myself to eat food I didn't like. I was eating a lot more fresh raw vegetables, which I normally wouldn't do, but for some reason this felt really good. And I was eating a lighter lunch and I was eating a bigger breakfast and a, you know, a decent sized dinner. And I just like, I was getting to the point where like, if I was eating something and it didn't satisfy me anymore, I just stopped eating it. I had a few occasions where I got like my favorite ice cream when I was out with my husband or my son and I would eat like halfway through it and I'd be like, okay, I'm done. And I would throw it away. The old Tia would be like, oh my God, I don't know when I'm going to have ice cream again the next time. So I need to wolf this down, even though it doesn't taste good to me anymore. (laughs) So I learned so many valuable things by trying this experiment that I can have the things that I like every day and I don't have to limit myself and I can still lose weight and I don't have to count calories. I don't have to be obsessive about it. It's amazing. I did notice near the end of the experimentation or this summer, I should say, that I actually stopped desiring having the ice cream every day. I found other things that I was more interested in trying I got really into these acai bowls with peanut butter and goji berries. Oh my God, they're so good. And I will have one of those maybe once a week. And it totally satisfies that craving for me. I don't think about it every day, so I'm not going to have one every day. I also got really into raisins, which is so weird because I don't, ever think I liked raisins before, but for some reason, the mixture of raisins, uh, pumpkin seeds, and walnuts, and pecans with a couple white chocolate chips are just like the most satisfying snack I have ever had. And I'm telling you, like, I don't measure it, but it's approximately like a quarter of a cup and that doesn't even bother me whereas before I would have been like oh my god I need more of this to feel satisfied because this feels like such a small amount so now I eat ice cream maybe like two one to two to three times a week it really depends on how I'm feeling if I really want something on my way home because I was having a rough day. I do like having that, knowing that there's a high risk of my serotonin dropping during dinner time prep. I like to have that there. It makes me feel like I did something to deserve it. Um, But I don't really have a ton of attachment to having the ice cream or not having the ice cream anymore. I can go a whole week without having it and I'll just have it on the weekends. So it's been a really interesting experiment and the outcome is not what I expected of it at all. I think part of me just like thought I was going to have to count calories the whole time and that I would lose some weight but then probably gain it back again. And 
I'm really excited to go back in to my notes and re-muscle test everything to see where I'm at with that and see if maybe I can help myself with clearing more things and rebalancing my energy so that I can get closer to that set point weight more naturally without having to really do too much other than just like eating when it feels good. (laughs) I'm noticing that I've learned so much in this process and I've created a space of freedom for myself that I've never had before. There's a part of my ego that has this anxiety that I'll just go back to like bad habits, but I think if I continue working on the energy aspect with the physical aspect that I'll be okay and well, I guess the only way to know is to keep experimenting, right? There's no right or wrong way to go about it. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I just wanted to talk really quickly about the other podcast that I had mentioned in another episode. (laughs) Part of my experimental learning, I was creating a podcast that was basically meditations where I would go into the Akashic Records and I would open them at the beginning of the episode and then you would hear the meditation music and it would be like an activation or a healing or a clearing and then I would close the records so there really wasn't too much talking other than at the beginning and the end of the episode. Well, apparently... Anchor did not like that. So my podcast got shut down because they said it wasn't a music uh, distributing platform. So uh, my experiment there failed. I'm not giving up though. I am currently working on creating a member portal for my website where you can buy a monthly subscription and have access to all of those audios. I want to work on building up the audios first so that way when you are, you know, buying into this that there is some value. I'll have two different options available. You can either do a monthly subscription or an annual. The annual will be a little bit more cost effective and that way you have access to all of them all year round and I will continually be updating those. I'm really excited with how everything is growing for me. This whole process has literally been an experiment and I know I've failed a lot of times at it before, but I think I'm coming at it with a little more knowledge and a little bit more of a background and an understanding and I'm working really hard on the energy behind it and I hope that you guys see that in me. It's really important for me to show up the best way that I can and the best way that I know how. And I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing how things turn out. I am currently still working on becoming the digital creator on Facebook and I'm so close. It's almost like mind boggling to me on Friday. I was only at the, I think 20 or 30,000 views that I needed out of 100,000 views for my reels to be considered for digital creator status. And then today, which is a Tuesday that I'm recording this, I'm almost over 93 
thousand views. I don't know what happened over the weekend. Okay, well, I sort of do know. I put, I opened my Akashic records for my businesses and I've been clearing those out energetically and I've been putting up barriers because I've been noticing a lot of like weird energy from other people going on. So releasing attachments, clearing out energy that shouldn't be there, opening pathways and putting in some magnetizers <laughs> and apparently it's working. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I'll obviously report more on this as things go. I am almost also at 3,000 followers on TikTok in under three months because I think we're at like the two months and two point something week mark here um, for TikTok and I'm just like amazed at how things are going on there. It's going so smooth and I'm like, Wow, if I had known things got easier as I went, I probably would have just kept doing them even when they felt hard, but I guess that's part of the learning process. Anyways, thank you guys for hanging out with me today. I'll be sure to update you on those other things as they become more clear to me, and I do appreciate each and every one of you for listening to me this week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you're sharing it on social media or you share it with a friend. And I do appreciate reviews. If you could give me four or five stars, I would love that from you guys. I do appreciate it. Five stars obviously are the way to go, but I understand. I'm a take it or leave it kind of person and that's just the way I am. Anyways, until next week, I'll see you then. I wanted to take the moment of your time right now to announce the launch of my new Patreon, www.patreon.com slash intuition by Tia Marie. Right now I have an Akashic level of healing that is so strong and powerful and set to the most beautiful and high quality audio meditations. Some of these use Sofiego frequency and some use binaural music and every single one delivers high energy healing. As a member for only $11 every month, you'll get the benefit of receiving this energy healing through the audios. I'll be uploading new ones every single month and you'll get the opportunity to make requests or to vote on new healing intentions. As a monthly supporter, not only will you be doing something amazing for yourself, but you will help me create many more opportunities to heal others as well and support me on this creative endeavor. My goal is to create like one of the most expansive libraries of Akashic energy healing. You can check out the link in my show notes below and thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to spend with me today and listening to this episode. Look out for the next episode dropping soon and make sure you like and subscribe so you will know and get notifications when that happens. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook. I am Intuition by Tia Marie and I also have a website you can check out 
www.intuitionbytmarie.com. All links will be in the show notes. Until next time, 